In this episode of the Focus Coach Show, I will explore feedback, that indispensable skill needed for any relationship to go to the next level. I will explore both giving and receiving this wonderful tool. Let's get started. Welcome to the Focus Coach Show, Episode 3 on Communicating Like a Boss. You stick around, I'll show you what feedback is, unveil my feedback model so that you can, in fact, communicate like a boss, and three, I'll give you some case studies, how this is applied in a professional and personal setting. In the many workshops that I do and the many hundreds and hundreds of people I have coached and worked with my coaching practice, feedback is a mainstay skill that everybody needs to develop. As we know, relationships are tricky, messy, fraught with challenges. Things are not going to work out sometimes. And if we don't know how to communicate effectively, then we fall prey to negative behaviors and toxicity, which then produce low morale. In episode two, I unveiled the STAR model. So Go back and listen to that. In that model, we see that we tend to act negatively under duress. When something triggers us, we feel upset. We tend to take a negative action to try to deal with it. The problem with taking a negative action is the result we get is not usually healthy or wanted. And then we all fall into patterns, dysfunctional patterns in relationship. Feedback is a productive action that we can take to help repair, restore, and make our relationships better in the workplace and in our personal lives. So what is feedback? For me, feedback is defined as information given in the present moment about past behavior to hopefully affect future behavior for the better. So in short, something happens that we don't like. We want to make that better in the future if we can. Of course, we can't control anybody or anything really. We can show up though and tell people how we feel in a very constructive way. So feedback for me is information. So if you take the emotion out of it and you focus on what you want to create as an outcome, Feedback is a logical tool to invite someone into a conversation about that desire that you have to get or to make something better, whether it's a manager-managee relationship, husband-wife, parent-child, whatever it is, feedback can take the relationship to the new levels that we desire. Feedback for me is both constructive and appreciative. It's never destructive. I say that with a grain of salt because we all know what it's like to give someone destructive feedback. We wait until the volcano blows and then we let it out. When if we could have addressed it early on, we could have potentially headed it off at the pass, whatever that situation is. So in my workshops, I always say constructive and appreciative feedback. And sometimes I lead my workshops with starting with appreciation. Does anyone have appreciation for each other or the company? And that's always a hit because nobody has too much appreciation. Think about your life. You may have an adequate amount, but probably not too much. And unfortunately, most people don't have enough, especially boss-supervisee relationships. So we need to amp this up. We need to give people appreciative feedback, tell them what they're doing right, catch them in the acts of their glory, of their skills, of their strengths, and turn that up. That produces raving fans. And when you have a raving fan on your hands, they will do anything for you. So as a manager, as a parent, as a spouse, lather the appreciative feedback as much as possible. 
The best thing about it is it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It only takes that time, that 20 seconds, to say something specific to someone about something they've done well. Constructive feedback is that feedback that shows that something is not right. And we're trying to approach it as the giver of feedback in the most constructive way. And like I said, I have a model that I'll unveil in a few minutes. We can give feedback and we can receive feedback. Both are equally valid. Both are equal practices to master. Giving feedback is important because people need it. Most people I work with want to grow. I want to grow. I routinely ask my clients, people around me, if you have any feedback for me, constructive feedback. Of course, I love appreciative feedback too. But if you have constructive feedback, please let me know. And making it a safe place to do so. That I'm not going to take it personally as best as possible. Within my power, I can really frame it in a way that is constructive as the listener. So if I get feedback from someone, I try to do my best to hear the message and see if, the, if it fits. And if it does fit, I get to actually try on a new behavior, which helps me and helps the relationship. And that's the point. So as the giver of feedback, we want to empower people to grow, to learn, to get better. Because we're spotting a trouble spot, we're spotting an issue, we're spotting a challenge. And most people don't do these things on purpose. They're not that malicious. They just don't see themselves because we can't see ourselves when we're in ourselves. Sometimes we need someone to mirror for us. Sometimes we don't give feedback. We miss an opportunity because of various reasons. Maybe we've tried it before and it hasn't worked, so we become apathetic. Maybe we're fearful of a reaction, a confrontation. Or maybe we're afraid to hurt someone's feelings because we do care about them. So we tend to procrastinate and avoid these conversations that we need to have because of those motivations. So it can be uncomfortable to give feedback. Speaking about giving right now, it can be very uncomfortable to give it because of those reasons. And yet, if we don't, then we're losing an opportunity. In the case of apathy, maybe it's been your message, how you delivered it. And once you hear the feedback model, maybe you can try it in a different way. And if someone's not taking in the message and they're still doing errant behaviors, then that becomes another feedback session. Supporting people to see that they've gotten some feedback and they haven't changed. And so what's up with that? So you definitely need a receptive partner. And in the cultures that I support in business, nonprofit, banks, wherever I am in my coaching business, I seek to make a safe place for people to speak their truth. Because without the truth, as you see it from your perspective, we don't have very much. Then we're politicking and we're losing opportunities to connect and make people, our processes, our strategies, whatever it is, better and better. So we do need a receptive partner. If you give someone feedback and they're completely defensive and start blaming you or other people, then we need to figure that out. Maybe they're not the right person for Talking about receiving feedback, like I said, I ask my clients and people around me for feedback regularly. I want it. And so I'm willing to receive it. And I need to make sure that I'm in a, in a good space to receive that feedback. Because if I'm hurried or grumpy, I might not be able to hear it as much or as effectively. So being the receiver of feedback really has us be in a position to receive. 
We may not want feedback because it really pushes against our self-identity. We tend to take things personally. We tend to think, wow, they think I'm a bad person or I'm not worthy at this role. And we forget that they're actually addressing a behavior, not actually our character or our personhood. That's one of the reasons why we might not want feedback is because it's uncomfortable. It brings us to that level of challenging our identity. And again, though, that doesn't have to be the way it is. That's why I'm doing this podcast, so that you can frame feedback in a different way, so that you can actually start to entertain this thing and ask people for it. I tell my clients, if you really want to know how good of a leader you are, go ask your people. Make it safe for them to tell you the truth, good, the bad, and the ugly, because nobody's perfect. And most of the people that I work with want to grow and learn. And so there's the rub. If you want to grow and learn, you're going to need the message. And of course, I'm here to show you a model. Put your words to the feedback. So feedback model. Here it is. Five-step process, kind of like the STAR model. I like to think in models. It's useful for me and my clients to have a rubric to put their experience in. And so when you're entertaining giving somebody feedback, what we want to do is first think about them in a context of appreciation. Most people we're having a challenge with, we actually like be a spouse, a coworker, a sibling, whatever it is. We have a good relationship or even a great relationship. So we don't want it to focus too much on negative, although we have something quote unquote negative to address. We want to focus on the positive of the relationship, what we appreciate about this person. And usually as people get talking about that, the love starts flowing. So we start with that. We start with that intention to empower people through the feedback that we're going to give them. The second is we need a specific behavior or two that we're sinking our teeth into. So instead of using words like lazy and jerk, we need specific behaviors that we're seeing. Eye rolls in a meeting, late reports, tardiness, whatever it is that is setting you off, that is giving you a challenge with this person. We need to make sure that's as specific as possible. I worked with someone this morning who has a trigger about someone calling her his assistant. And that word triggers her and it has her feeling small when in fact they're colleagues. She is not his assistant. So she's going to start to think about feedback and how she can deliver this message. Because I don't think he's doing it on purpose. Most people don't do these things on purpose to push our buttons. Maybe some do, but overall, it's a case of tension versus impact. People don't quite know how they're impacted adversely. So we as the givers need to show up and help people figure that out. So we need specific behaviors. Third thing is we need to describe the impact it has on us or the team. For instance, if someone's tardy, what is that doing in the workplace? Is it decreasing morale? Is it thwarting production? Is it you can't rely on this person? Whatever it is, we need to describe the impact. Fourth thing is we need to make a request or ask. So we might want to say, you know, I really need you to show up on time from now on. We can't we, we have a zero tardy policy. Or we can follow the tract of coaching, really asking the person, what do you need to be on time? Why are you late? What's going on? And that might unravel a reason for this person to be tardy. So to recap, first four steps are one. 
get into an appreciative stance. Think about this person in the most positive light, what you appreciate about them. Let that flow. Two, figure out the specific behavior or behaviors you're addressing. No more than three. Number three, describe the impact on you or the team or the business. Four, make a request or ask them how they can turn the dial on the negative behavior. All those things go, all those points go into words, into a paragraph. You want to keep it simple, keep it short, short and sweet. So once we deliver this to the person, the fifth step is to listen. And in the next podcast, I'm going to go through my listening model so that you can try on being a better listener. And I'll give you some practices and tips on how to form that more effectively. Because in today's world, we need to be better listeners, especially if you're a manager or a parent. We need to learn how to coach. That is what people want these days, and that is the most effective method for helping people turn the dial on errant behaviors. So that's the model. I want you to think about someone in your life who you have been wanting to give feedback to and have been avoiding or procrastinating. And you can start off with someone that's very safe doesn't have to be a boss or something that feels really risky. I mean, I'm all for taking risks. So if that's something you want to do, go for it. Just, but if you want to ease into this thing and just give it a practice, find someone that you could just give someone some feedback about something small and put it into the feedback model. So as promised, a couple case studies. Number one, business setting. I have a person that wants to take on more responsibility, more strategic responsibilities in her world, her role at work. So she approached the boss and let him know that this was what she wanted and had a dialogue with him. He said something to the effect of, well, you've pigeonholed yourself into this role, and so there's really nothing I can do. So she left that meeting kind of demoralized and a little bit disgruntled, actually. So I just happened to catch her right after this, and we talked it through. And I said, well, it sounds like you want to give him some feedback. You want to help him see that his comment to you about this really isn't accurate, for one. Two, he's pigeonholing you as being pigeonholed, and you still want opportunities to grow and learn in the strategic realm of your role. She said, absolutely. I said, well, let's find the words. So I put the feedback model on the board. And there was a lot she likes about the, the manager. So there's the appreciative part. The specific behavior is his comment to her and what she desires. And so the impact is she felt demoralized and she felt like he wasn't advocating for her. And then the request is, can we relook at this? Can we find a way to support me not being pigeonholed and help me learn and grow? Basically, in a nutshell, that's it. And so she delivered that, and they ended up having a great conversation about it. And again, most people are very rational. When someone brings feedback to you, it doesn't have to be a defense-a-thon. Right? We don't have to defend ourselves. We can just really take it on, try it on, and even sometimes take the high road and apologize. You know, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize that comment you know, shook you up so much. It really wasn't my intention which is mostly the case, as I said before. Most people aren't waking up ready to upset their coworkers or their loved ones. In a personal example, I'll use me. My wife recently gave me some feedback about undermining her parenting. Any parents out there listening can 
probably relate to this. You know, she'll say something like, okay, it's time for bed. And I'll come in and say something like, well, you know, how about five or 10 more minutes? You know, it's, it's Friday night or it's the summertime or whatever. And over time, this grew into a frustration for her. And so she pulled me aside one day and said, hey, can we talk? And I said, absolutely. Can I give you some feedback? And I know when that's coming, I'm ready to listen. She pretty much said, you know, I appreciate that you're trying to you know, help her out as well and kind of be flexible. And it's really not working for me. I feel like sometimes you undermine my parenting and I need you to actually back me up sometimes. And I know maybe it's not realistic every time, but by and large, if you could do that, it'd be great. Just have my back. I was like, wow, I didn't even see it, right? I'm trying to just be flexible and it's coming across as one-sided and against her. So she gave me feedback and I was able to take it in and I've been working on it to change the dial on this thing. I love coaching. I love feedback because sometimes it's one and done. You tell someone something and they get it done right away. Some behaviors are challenging because it's maybe not every situation. It takes time to change. You might slip up here and there. And so it's a moving and growing, evolving process. Right? And I feel like that's what I'm in right now. This was a couple months ago. And I feel like I have turned the dial on this behavior and sometimes slip up, of course, which then I get another round of feedback which is awesome. You know, this is how we need to do. We need to coach each other into helping to support positive outcome. One other piece of the model that I forgot to tell you about is the word and. So after we show appreciation for, for someone, we need to say and, not but. We don't want to say something like, I love you, but we need to talk about something. I like the word and because it's a conjunction. It's a joining word, right? And so both are true. You have an issue and you love this person or like this person. So both are true. It doesn't have to negate. One doesn't have to trump the other one. So you could say, I love you and I'd love to talk to you about something that's important to me that I've seen recently. And then you go into it. Specific behavior, impact, make a request, do a little coaching, and then five, listen, which I said I'm going to show you in the next podcast. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you can try this thing out. It's not an easy thing to do. It takes practice. And it's not always true when someone gives you feedback. So we have to try that on too. Just because someone gives you feedback doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't need to be a defensive thing. But you get to try it on. Is this something that I resonate with? Is this something I can see myself changing? For what impact? And if the answer is yes or partially yes, then go for it. If it's no, then that might necessitate a different round of conversations. So if you can see yourself giving and receiving feedback more effectively, more heart-centeredly, then you're going to have a leg up in your life for the outcomes you want to create because then truth is being told. You're not leaving anything on the table. And so it just makes you better. It makes the situation better. Like I said, I do it with my clients. I do it with my wife. I make myself available for feedback. I get some good gems from people and I also give good gems. We will at some point talk about extremely defensive people in another podcast because I do come across those once in a while in my work. But as I said, most people are rational, sane, and want to grow and learn. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I hope you tune in for the next podcast episode about listening. And for now, take care. Peace. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Focus Coach Show. Feel free to subscribe and share with those people whom you might think would benefit from it. And also go to thefocuscoachshow.com slash tools, get your free worksheets, free downloads, sign up for a free coaching session, and more. Until next time, peace.